You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Nah, no show today. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Nah, just kidding. Off and running on this Tuesday, September 8th. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Hopefully, everyone had a nice, relaxing, safe Labor Day. Kids back to school today for a lot of, I know my kids are back today. Damer Elementary is uh, reopening later this morning, and I am not looking forward to that. But there's a lot of things I'm not looking forward to these days. But, of course, you know the deal. Lots to do. One hour, we take you through it all, take you up till 6 o'clock. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question today, which I was thinking about having a poll question of just why. Why? And today would be the day to use a question of just why. We did not. We'll get into what it will be. And I got to be honest. You know, I, I think that one of my strengths is uh, I'm very honest on the air. I'll give you the, the straight story, even if it's painful to me. And I'll be honest with you today. I'm dragging a little bit today. It was a little tough to get out of bed. It was tough to get moving. It was tough to get rolling. Coffee went down a little sideways today. And this is a little personal, but I think it's because I had such a rough night sleeping. And the reason why I had a rough night sleeping was I had this nightmare. A nightmare. And it was a weird one. You know, everyone has those common dreams that, you you know, they pop up every once in a while. You know, you find yourself back in high school and there's a test that day. And you're thinking, oh, I've been out of high school for years. How am I back here? Or you're having just a routine day and then you realize, you know what? I left the house without my pants. That's a weird dream. I have that one quite often. But last night, this is a new one. I never really, I don't think I've had this one. If I have, it's been a very, very long time. But in this dream, the scenario is the Yankees sucked. I told you it was weird, right? The one thing that you can count on, regular season Yankee baseball, and not just the regular kind of suck like, eh, you know, not, it wasn't our day today. No, this was all around suckiness. Suckitude at a level that has not been seen in quite some time. And not just sucking in one area, sucking in every area. You know, if you're going to make it garbage, let's make it all garbage. And in the dream, the dream started with, you know what, the offense is this, the offense is that. The offense can't score at all. But then in the dream, when they do score, when they finally show up, when they finally perform as they're expected to perform, they call on the bullpen. And you know what the bullpen did? You're right. It sucked. The offense sucks. The defense sucks. The bullpen, yeah, you got it, sucked. The manager sucked. Everything sucked. But you know what the worst part is? Usually when you have a bad dream, the best part is you wake up and you realize it was only a dream. Oh, thank God, it was only a dream. But the worst part is I woke up and I found that the 2020 Yankees are even worse. Just when you think they have found rock bottom what they actually found is a shovel and they start digging now i'm a little leery to say that last night was rock bottom because it seems like every time you see that 
It's almost like the line from Dumb and Dumber. Just when I thought you couldn't be any dumber, you go and just top yourself. And the Yankees last night topped themselves. Last night opened a series against the Blue Jays, the second-place Blue Jays. Third-place Yankees, second-place Blue Jays. Big game. Big series. Yankees have been brutal for a while, but, you know, as I mentioned yesterday, filling in for Rick, Chris, and Dave, the beauty of baseball is you get a fresh start every day. The fact that it is every single day, you get to turn the page very quickly and find a new way forward and see if you can overcome the mistakes that you've been making. And every day you get that chance to turn the page and write a new story. And lately, the Yankee story is uh, like something from Stephen King. It is horrific. So last night, you go into the game, and, you know, it's a big game. It's an important thing. you got to turn things around. There is still time. The season is not over as of yet. Now, it won't take very long for it to be over if you keep playing like this, but it's not over as of yet. And there's still time to turn things around. And last night, boom, right off the bat, first inning, Luke Voigt, one of the real surprises, not maybe surprises this year, but one of the real bright spots this year has been struggling lately. Home run. Bang. Yankees early lead. And then, right after that, Aaron Hicks. Boom. Home run. 2-0 lead. Now, of course, it didn't take long for that 2-0 lead to go away. But fourth inning, the Yankees, what, what they haven't really been doing lately is that they scored runs in the beginning, and then they continued to score some runs. I know. Unexpected. Usually, it's, hey, we got a couple of runs early. That's going to do it for tonight. But in the fourth inning... Miguel Andujar, big home run for him. And as I mentioned yesterday, when you're looking at the, you know, the Yankees' primary problem this year has been, uh, recently, over these last, what, 20 games or so, has been the offense. That's not their only problem. And spoiler alert, it wouldn't be the problem last night in case you missed the game. But the lineup has been the primary problem. The Yankees are able to fix a lot of their ills with an offense that just scores, runs, and scores, runs, and scores, runs. And right now, they don't have many great options in that line. Like, they don't have nine guys right now that you feel good about offensively. So I was talking yesterday, and I was saying, well, at this point, the lineup, this is crisis point, right? This is the time where, you know what, everything, let's compartmentalize, and let's just get down to brass tacks, and let's focus on the things we can control. And the things you can control is putting the best guys in the lineup every single day. So those best guys would be LeMayhew, it would be Voigt, it would be Glaber, Urshela, it looks like he's coming back before too long. Clint Frazier clearly has to play every day. And I said, after you get past those, what, five guys, you know, then you're, you, based on the performances this year, kind of tough to find the other four. But for me, Andujar clearly would be that guy. At least he has a track record that would project as someone you can rely on. So I'm willing to go down in the ship with Andujar, even though uh, until recently he really hasn't shown many signs of life. But you're starting to see some signs. And you've got to find a place to play him, even though defensively uh, he is a bit of a butcher. But he comes up with a big home run. Clint Frazier again, big two-run double, 5-2 Yankees, bases loaded walk for uh, Aaron Hicks, 6-2 Yankees. And I would be honest with you, I didn't feel great at 6-2. I didn't feel as good as a 6-2 lead should feel because over the last three weeks here, 
We have seen this story before. The Yankees' primary problem has been offense, but it ain't been the only problem. And the bullpen has been, if the offense is primary, is, is, is problem 1A, the bullpen has been problem 1B. And, and much like a story, you know, when the third act is when things, you know, they start to look good. The hero's in good shape. And then you just know things are about to go bad. Well, things went bad. The Yankees did not disappoint. The bullpen comes in, and as has been the case, not just, you know, the, the secondary guys at that bullpen. No, the big guys have come in and blown games. And there's not been anybody you can really count on and say, okay, get this guy in the game, and I can feel confident. And last night, the only thing to count on was the scoreboard as the runs kept tacking on and tacking on and tacking on. The sixth inning, first it was Chad Green. And then it was Adam Adovino, he of uh, the number zero, and that is exactly the amount of outs he recorded last night. So, look, we're going to take your calls, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776, and we're going to do what we do, place blame where it belongs. Now, I've I've used the term primarily a lot here about the offense. Uh, The name Aaron Boone is certainly going to come up when we talk and we take your calls. He is not the primary issue last night. That's not to say he's not an issue, but he's not the primary issue. Because at the end of the day, the Yankees had a 6-2 lead. Aaron Boone rightly went to the bullpen and went to his big relievers. At some point, you got to rely on the guys who you're counting on. And unfortunately, Chad Green and Adam Adovino are the guys the Yankees are counting on. And last night, Green came in. Walked a couple of guys, was not very good. Voigt makes a big error that at first that could have at least gotten the second out of the inning. And then the Yankees turn to Ottavino, who comes in, gives up six runs, did not record an out. So just to tell you how bad his night went, he came in with an ERA of three and a half. He left with an ERA of almost eight. Now, I would say that Boone is not the primary issue because you have to count on the guys that you're counting on. And for, you know, for better or worse, you know, if Chad Green and Adam Adovino and uh, Araldis Chapman are going to pitch like they have over the last three weeks, well, the Yankees are doomed. There's not really anything you can fix. Uh, there's no way to fix the team if those guys can't get outs, considering there's nobody else in the bullpen getting anybody out either. Now, should Boone have noticed that Adovino was af- it seemed like afraid to throw the ball over the plate? Should he have noticed that he looked like a deer in the headlights and get maybe somebody up in the bullpen before the game is completely decided? I get that you don't want to go to the bullpen again, but it's either that or lose the game. So the Yankees who and Aaron Boone, who like to, to kind of script games, that script right now is Ishtar. That script is uh, Hudson Hawks. Uh, it's, it's Rhinestone. It's a brutal script right now, and it's another loss. So now 14 losses in 19 games. But uh, while it might not be primarily on Aaron Boone, after the game, have no fear, Yankee fans. It's not so bad. Because listen to Aaron Boone after the game kind of describe what happened and what's been happening a lot lately. Here's Aaron Boone. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to foresee an inning like that with obviously the guys we got. Um you know, it's, it was a grind, obviously, for Monty, but, you know, at least got us an, an out um, into the fourth there. And then John did a great job, Holder, of coming in and 
kind of getting us to the middle of the game and getting to us to that point we needed to get to. And um, yeah, and then that inning just, yeah, a frustrating inning. All right. So did you consider taking Ottavino out any sooner? No, just because, I mean, we're just up against it. And obviously, um, you know, I didn't really want to even use Sessa and have to end up using him for, for four outs and then, um, and, and w- would have even preferred staying away from Clark to get his length back tomorrow, but uh, ended up having to get him in there. So once, you know, once we were short there with Monty, we knew we didn't have a lot of length guys today. So it was going to be our high leverage guys to, to get us to where we needed to go. So, Aaron, how does the team stay positive? First of all, we have a lot of really good players, guys that have had a lot of success in this league. And uh, you've got to trust in, in, in that ability and that it's going to turn. doesn't mean you, you don't dig in and you don't grind and you don't look to where you can make subtle adjustments to continue to improve and, and put us in a position to start winning games. But um, you got to have that belief. And, uh, and that's the biggest thing right now, especially when we're going through a tough time. And does the team, has they, have they lost some confidence, do you think? I think anytime you go through a tough stretch, you, there's times when you probably press a little bit or you're not feeling your best and, and you, and you, and you question some things. But again, I, I go back to, especially with a lot of highly successful players, you're going to go through that in the course of the season. We're going through it a lot collectively right now. And um, we got to find a way to continue to lean on each other, pick each other up and, and trust that the work we're doing behind the scenes to make those subtle adjustments individually will start paying off for us. Subtle adjustments. How about, do we have any sweeping adjustments? Do we have any uh, flip the coin type of adjustments? Do we have anything that we could, uh, more than just, you know, a little thing here, a little thing there? I, I need some sweeping adjustments. Do you have anything in that category, Aaron? All right, so 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. So the poll question, which is uh, going up momentarily, Yankees have now lost 14 of 19. Certainly feels like. I might be all doom and gloom on a Tuesday, but it certainly feels like the season is kind of spiraling out of control. So do you think we're going to focus on the manager? Because I'm sure that that's where a lot of people want to focus on today. And you know what? Today is big jet day on the station. Dave, Rick, and Chris, they're going to have um, a couple of jets on their program. Bart and Han are going to have some jets. The K-Show is going to have some jets. But I'm guessing um, even questions to those Jets players and coaches will be, why do the Yankees suck so much? So the poll question for today is, do you think that Yankee manager Aaron Boone will be on the hot seat this season if things continue? And it's not about this season. He's not going to obviously get fired in the season. But after the season is over, do you think that Aaron Boone will be on the hot seat within the organization. Hopefully everybody had a nice Labor Day and uh, got to rest up and then uh, sit down last night and watch the Yankees just absolutely vomit all over themselves again. And uh, that, of course, is the focus today. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And that is the focus of our poll question, which is up for today. On Twitter, at Gordon Dammer, Yankees have now lost 14 of 19. And um, the season, you know, is, is slipping away. So our poll question for today wanted to focus on the Yankee manager, Aaron Boone. Do you think he'll be on the hot seat if things continue? So I gave you four options today. Went in a little different uh, direction than usual. I gave you the obvious. Yep. That's the first option. You can certainly vote that, and I'm sure a lot of people will, and I'm sure that will probably win. If for no other reason, then I gave you three separate versions of no. 
Like, if you think that Aaron Boone is the uh, primary culprit here, then and you want him out, then yes is all you need. I don't need any more explanation than that. But if you say no, I do need a little bit of explanation because I want to find out uh, what direction you're going in. So uh, the first no I gave you is no because it's a strange season. It's 60 games. It's a farce of a season with all different rule changes, all these different things. So that's the first no option. The second no option is uh, no, it's on the players. It's, a, it's about the players performing, and it's not really about the manager when you have this many guys slumping and, and underperforming, right? Like to varying levels, right? Uh, between I think that the, the, the biggest example of that is Gary Sanchez. He's been brutal, and uh, not that it's all on him. Clearly, it's not all on him. If it were only all on him, the Yankees would be in fine shape. But no, there, I mean, there's very few bright spots in the order, in the bullpen, in the rotation. It's very hard to find any. So no, it's on the players. It's not about Aaron Boone. It's on the players. Or C, or actually, in this case, it's D. The third no is it's bigger than him. And now I put it as bigger as him because um, what it really is, it's, it's the, the, the real problems are within the organization at a higher level. So those are your options, four options for you. You can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, uh, uh, at Gordon Damer. So in the opening segment, we kind of did the micro, right? Last night's game and the issues limited to last night's game. But, of course, if the issues were limited to last night's game, we would all be doing a whole lot. At least the Yankee fans would be doing a whole lot better. And, unfortunately, the issues of last night's game are becoming all too common. They have been a running theme throughout this uh, last uh, 20 games or so. So this is a crisis point in the Yankees season. It is either rebound now or this season will be lost. If you continue to play the way you are playing, it's not just about the injuries. The Yankees are playing awful. And it's kind of really unbelievable. I've said in the past with the expanded playoffs this year, you cannot make the argument that you are a good team and miss the playoffs. So if the Yankees miss the playoffs, they are terrible. Every good team this year makes it. And at least there's a possibility, especially in the National League, of a team that's not any good making it. So 1992 is the last time the Yankees finished a season under 500. And I'll be honest with you, just kind of roll down the questions of the poll question. I don't care if it's 60 games. I don't care if it's 80 games. I don't care if it's 20 games. That is inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. The Blue Jays are playing their home games in Buffalo, and they're doing just fine. It's about overcoming whatever issues you have. I don't want to hear about the injuries because that's what they are. They're excuses. They are excuses. And it feels like the Yankees organization um, is able to crank out excuses here very easily. And if they could only crank out wins just as quickly. So I will preface my answer to the poll question before we get to the phones at 1-800-919-ESPN as I don't think that the Yankees will fire Aaron Boone after this season, even if it continues on the way that it is right now. Even if over the last 20 games they only win five or six, finish well under 500, and clearly out of the playoffs. I don't think that will happen. So I will not answer, yup, obviously. So then it just becomes the 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 um, the, the the no answer that I'm going to co- the, going to give. Well, it's a strange season. Don't want to hear it. Everybody's playing the same season. Some people are playing a, a tougher season because of you know COVID cancellations and having to make up games and all that type of stuff. So no, I don't want to hear it. it's a strange season. It's the season. 
You all agreed to the rules ahead of time. Don't complain to me now. So the second no is it's on the players. Well, yes, it is on the players, but almost like the line from Office Space, what is it you think you do here? You know, like what is the role of the manager if not to get the players and put them in the best position to succeed? I would not primarily put the game on Aaron Boone last night. Last night's game was on the players. Adam Ottavino has to perform better than he is he has done so far this year. Uh, same thing for Chad Green. Same thing for uh, Araldis Chapman. Same thing for countless guys in the order. But what is the manager's role? Does he have no role at all? He has to be responsible for something. And I'm sorry, while I wouldn't primarily, I think primarily it's on Adam Adovino to pitch better. I do think that for Aaron Boone, he has to kind of, I mean, if you're watching the game last night, you can tell that Adam Adovino does not have it. And I get it. According to the script, you got to stick with Adam Adovino. Well, sometimes you got to go off script. Sometimes you got to have a little feel for the moment. And I don't think that Aaron Boone had that feel for the moment, certainly not last night. So if I had an answer, it would be D. It would be no. It's bigger than him. And if you want to focus your ire, you want to focus your anger, you want to focus your disappointment, I think the area where you focus the disappointment is clearly on Brian Cashman. I don't understand how anybody could be focusing on Aaron Boone at this point unless you just have uh, countless, you know, unlimited anger that you just want to spew in every direction. And I can kind of, you know, almost like a volcano. I can understand that. If I had a vote, the person to blame here is, is not primarily Boone. It's Brian Cashman. This is a Brian Cashman production. He is running the organization from top to bottom. And while I think that in years past there's been examples of of Cashman getting unfair criticism, whatever criticism you want to put on the organization, it's on him. I mean, he's the guy. He has, he has run every aspect. Any aspect you're frustrated by or pointed fingers at, it's on Brian Cashman. He picked the manager. He's the guy who said, "You know what? Within one game of the World Series, let's switch it up." He's the one that's uh, developing the over-reliance on numbers, scripting games, resting guys every, I mean, ridiculous, the resting of people, the training program, the treatment of injuries, the moves made, the moves not made, no moves made at the deadline this year. And, uh, you know, pitching coach who certainly, I mean, every area of the team has Brian Cashman's fingerprints, as, as you would expect as the GM and what is he, vice president, president, I don't even know what his official title is. But this is a Brian Cashman production. So if you have anger and you want to come up with your list of culprits, that's fine. And Aaron Boone can be on the list for this thing or that thing. But the first name on the list has to be Brian Cashman. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. All right, I've spoken enough today. Let's, uh, I, I want to even, can we just cancel the show from this point? Can we just, no, we got to take calls. All right, let's take some calls. At least we have the Islanders to deal with. Oh, no, not them either. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. Let's go to Neil in the Bronx. Neil, what's going on? Good morning, Gordon. I agree with you 100%. But as far as Boone, he's making all the right calls. But the players are not producing. They're not shutting it down in the eighth and ninth. Like opposed to Chapman is blowing a lot of saves. And number two is when the Yankees, when the Mets came back and beat the Yankees, it's like if it sucked the mojo out of the Yankees. The Yankees need to find their mojo. They're playing without any mojo of any kind. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, there doesn't seem to be a lot of fire, Neil, and thanks for the call. Uh, I will grant you that. And, you know, when you when your offense is not scoring runs, it's going to look that way uh, a lot of times. But, uh, no, I think that's fair. It doesn't seem – you know, I'm wondering who's the guy – you know, it's almost like is anger always bad? I mean, can't you have a little bit of anger? And, and look, maybe behind the scenes Aaron Boone is, uh, you know, flipping over tables and screaming in guys' faces. I, I don't know. But it doesn't seem like that's his approach. And that's one of the reasons why I think he got the job was because he's going to have this kumbaya, let's hug everybody, we're going to care about the players. And, and that's great. I, I'm not saying he has to rip everybody up and down because that's just not the, the way things are done, I guess, anymore. But a little criticism here and there might go a long way. And you're right. In terms of going to the bullpen when he did last night and uh, calling on Green and Adovino, uh, that's not really the issue that I have with Boone. And again, I'm not putting last night's game primarily. It's primarily on the players. i got to come up with another adjective for them primarily. I'm using that way too much. Maybe we can get a sponsor for primarily. Every time I say it, I'll say something. But, you know, you have to get a little bit of a read for the game. And it was, I mean, if you're watching Adovino, he, he looked, again, the, the, the only example, he looked like a deer in the headlights. So just because it's not, no, the script says I stay with Adovino and then I get to the seventh inning, the eighth inning, well, the game is being lost in the, in the sixth inning. And if Adovino doesn't have it, well, then, okay, it's not the script, but I got to go get somebody else. If I, if I can see that this guy doesn't have it, I got to go get somebody else. So I do think that that's on Boone. And I'm sure a lot of people will give Boone a pass on things here and there because, again, going to Adovino, going to Green in that spot with a lead, yeah, those guys have to perform better. But that doesn't mean he's blameless either. Let's go out to Anthony in uh, Bayonne. Anthony. Hey, what's up, Gordon? Great up? hearing you during the day yesterday, man. I oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. more opportunities. Um, this season, I don't think you can make a decision on a manager like this, the way that this is, how – how odd of a season it is. You don't have the minor leagues, so you don't have any players in AAA that are stepping up and showing big numbers that earn a shot at the uh, up at the big leagues. So it's just practicing. So even those guys aren't getting the development. You know, so you don't have those guys that pop up, like Clint Fraser showing that he's hitting in AAA, or like Mike Chin dominating in AAA, to where it's like, okay, bring him up. He could be a replacement. We don't have any replacements. I agree with you that Cashman has to – eat it on this. This is him. He didn't go get anybody. I get it. The price might have been high, but at some point you got to get somebody that hits over 200 in the lineup while the big bats are out. You know, you could have gone out and got somebody. Even a Frazier, just bringing him in, he at least hits 200, and he's a shell of himself. Like, even the Mets went out and made something. We didn't make anything. And yeah. I, it's got to be cash. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't see any way. And Anthony, thanks for the call. Your your phone was a little uh, sketchy there, so uh, we'll let you go. But um, yeah, I, I don't see how you could blame anybody other than Cashman. I mean, it, this is a uh, this is a Brian Cashman production. His fingerprints are on everything within the organization, including the manager. Where you know Joe Girardi clearly uh, was not collaborative enough, and uh, that was uh, his, his temperament was not the right temperament moving forward. And I get it. It is 60 games, but that's the, I mean, that to me, that's just an excuse. The Yankees last year over 60 games, what was the number? I can't remember what the number was, but I think their worst stretch of last year was like 30, they had 37 wins, 37, 23. Was that the number? Something around there. 
And right now, over these last twenty, uh, they you know they're, they're fourteen and nineteen in the last nineteen games. So uh, it's certainly not trending in the right direction. And yes, injuries are a part of it, and this thing is a part of it. No, you know you can't. You know the players have uh, come back from this thing or that thing. To me, at at the end of the day, it's it's a fair game, man. It's either perform or get criticized, and I think the criticism is completely fair. Completely fair. I, again, in 2017, they were within one game of the World Series. Do you feel like they're trending in the right direction or in the wrong direction? It's not just about this year. This year is a big part of it, and 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 playing like this, I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's mind boggling, because. At this point, not that the season's lost, there's still time. They, they basically, you know, get into the postseason, who knows what happens, get into the tournament, and everybody's got a chance. But there are so many areas, I mean, there's not one area of the team that you're like, well, at least they got that. The starting pitching has not been great. You know, uh, Jordan Montgomery last night given a 2 nothing lead, and he can't even get back to the top of the second inning without giving up a run. The starting pitching has not been great. The bullpen has been a nightmare. The night, I mean, the bullpen has gotten a little bit of a pass because of just how bad the offense has been on a day-in and day-out basis. And the offense is so bad that a lot of times here you've not needed the bullpen. So they've gotten a little bit of a rest. But you went to them last night, and that rest didn't uh, – uh, they weren't well-rested because uh, they came in, and boy, oh, boy, they, they took a bad situation and uh, put napalm on it. <laughs> Jokic. Good stunt there by Marcus Morris. Shot clock at nine. Murray takes it and tried to jam. It was rejected at the rim. It was almost saved by Beverly. Kawhi Leonard is doing it all. <laughs> Defensive play. Well, Jamal Murray was trying to catch a body here. Look at this. Ooh, wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it looked like he blocked it with one of those fingers. Of What a beautiful block here. It's like he's got a baseball glove on. He blocked it with his middle finger. That is amazing. All right, so Kevin Harlan, Reggie Miller, obviously, TNT last night as the uh, Clippers beat the Nuggets in the late game, 113 to 107, and Kawhi with an incredible block, which is right now on the uh, front page of ESPN.com. So the Clippers now uh, up in that series, two games to one, Kawhi rebounding after uh, that uh, rough game two. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the uh, other series last night, the Celtics get a win against uh, Toronto, 111-89. So not really that uh, competitive a game there. So Boston once again in control after being up 2-0. And then, of course, the big shot in Game 3. And then Toronto comes back in Game 4, evens up the series. So now Boston one win away from moving on uh, in that series. But uh, lots of stuff to do. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. In case you're just joining us on this Tuesday, Oh, my goodness, we have uh, been dissecting uh, the Yankees and their game last night, their performance this season, and the uh, picture is not a pretty one. And we'll continue to talk about the Yankees, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. But they were not the only team, local team in action last night. Oh, no, the Islanders were back in action. Eastern Conference Finals, getting ready to take on the Lightning. And, oh, geez, that, that uh, that did not go well. They are once again the Islanders. They are not my Islanders. My rules are tough but fair. If they win, they're my Islanders. If they lose, they're the Islanders, the New York Islanders. And for anybody who says, well, you're just a bandwagon fan, I pointed this out yesterday. I go way back with the Islanders. I go all the way back to, uh, like, August when the, the season restarted. So I've been on the bandwagon for quite some time, my friend. 
And last night, uh, Thomas Grice got the start in net. He gave up three goals on nine shots, and then they went to Varlamov, and uh, he was not any better. Five goals and 25 shots. And then, really odd, it was late. You might not have seen it. They then put Adam Adovino in, and then the whole game got out of hands. So, uh, yeah, look, it was, a, it was a rough performance. It is game one. So if you're going to have a bad game, game one is the time to have it. You got you know, Barry Trotz after the game saying that every time we made a mistake, uh, they scored. Clearly, they made a lot of mistakes because it was a blowout and it was ugly. But uh, game two is on Wednesday, and that's what you got to focus on right now. You know, you had uh, the the euphoria of game seven and, and taking care of the Flyers and moving on and then traveling. And so maybe that, uh, you know, a little jet lag, a little uh, still, you know, basking in the game seven. Who knows? Turn the page, move on to game two, which is on Wednesday, and we'll be right here on 98.7 FM. ESPN New York. I guess we should talk about the Mets a little bit as well before we get back to the phones at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776, because they were having an interesting day yesterday. And what have I been talking about? In the National League this year, really all you have to do at this point is have one really good week, and you can put yourself smack dab in the conversation in the National League playoff race. And, you know, Mets had uh, come up with a couple of wins against the Phillies, and then yesterday got down in the game, what was it, 6-2, and then they staged this this great comeback, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, you get uh, Wheeler out of the game, things are going well, uh, maybe you can hang on and get another win against the Phillies, and maybe, just maybe, this might be the Mets' week. You know, you get the big seventh inning yesterday, McNeil with a big home run, Conforto continues to rake, and uh, you get the 7-6 lead, you can't hold it, you move on to the 10th just when it looks like, you know what, maybe we'll get out of this 10th inning okay because uh, Conforto had a big play in right field. Um, you know, you look like you might be able to get out of that. He wasn't able to nail the runner at third, but still uh, made a great throw even though he was moving towards the line. And you're thinking to yourself, you know what, maybe you can get out of this inning, come up in the bottom of the 10th. These games don't go that long with the runner on second base. And Juan Segura hits an absolute pee shot for a home run. 9-7 there, Mets did score a run in the 8th inning, uh, excuse me, a score a run in the 10th uh, the inning, but uh, are unable to get the win. So just when you thought, you know, maybe this is their week, uh, a tough way to lose a game yesterday because you're able to take another game against the Phillies, you know, maybe you have some momentum going in the right direction because in the National League, again, Pirates are out, Diamondbacks are out, Nats are out, basically everyone else is in. And the Mets' schedule the rest of the way is, uh, is not very favorable. They still play the Braves again. They still play the Rays, I think it is. So they've got uh, a lot of tough games. So if they're going to, I mean, talk about running out of time, they still have an opportunity. Even though they're under 500, even though they've been disappointing overall, it seems like the bats are starting to wake up some now. And uh, maybe they can get a couple of wins here. Their odds to uh, make the playoffs still only 41%, which we'd think, all right, that's not great. But at 19 and 23, it's a lot better than probably 19 and 23 deserves. All right, let's squeeze some more phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, our buddy Lewis is in Whippany. Lewis, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good. Hey, listen, I, I was honestly going to blame uh, Aaron Boone for everything until uh, I heard what you had to say about uh, uh, what's his name, Cashman. Yeah, uh, you're 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 honestly correct, but I still uh, the fact that he got rid of Girardi when he did when they were just one game away, the fact that Girardi was actually trying to make uh, his players uh, good, especially Gary Sanchez, making sure that he was actually a, 
uh, I say like an overall catcher, right? Not just uh, a uh, home run hitter. Cashman does deserve all the blame. Aaron Boom is, he's like everybody else say, he's doing what he needs to do. Uh, there's nothing else that he can do but, you know, um, pretty much play what he's been given. Girardi was trying to make the players better. Cashman felt that wasn't the right way to do it, and I think he's going to come back and bite him in the butt. Like, the Yankees should have won. Uh, I, mean, I mean, yeah, the Astros were cheating, but the Yankees should have won uh, that year, and Gerardo probably would have still got fired, to be honest, which is – I don't understand why. I don't understand how. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like uh, it was much more – and thanks for the call, Lewis. Uh, it was much more of, uh, you know, being collaborative with the front office. And maybe and maybe that's the real issue here, right? Like maybe the nameless, faceless people who are working behind the scenes and are the people, you know, coming up with the game scripts here, maybe they should be the ones taking the heat far more than Aaron Boone. And, I, again, I don't want to put last night's game primarily on Aaron Boone because, again, you got a 6-2 lead. The bullpen is rested. You go to your big guys in the bullpen. Chad Green didn't get things off to a good start with uh, you know walking a couple of guys. Uh, Luke Voigt, the big play, you know the the error at first base and a play that you know you just got to make. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the easiest play in the world, but uh, I mean, it was not uh, some play that uh, you know it wasn't uh, hit uh, a thousand miles an hour. You got to be able to make that play and, and step on the bag and get an out. And then Adam Ottavino comes in and is just uh, a nightmare. From, from start to finish. So I, I know that after the game, uh, Adovino was a little surprised that he wasn't able to get any swings and misses, that uh, the Blue Jays were on every single pitch, that he thought maybe uh, they knew what was coming. I don't want to hear about any more excuses. I don't want to hear any more about uh, the umpires not calling balls and strikes. Get it done. Get it done. And right now, the Yankees simply don't have enough guys getting it done. And, and the bullpen... You know, at least there are some guys in the lineup that are bright spots. As bad as the lineup has been, there are guys in the lineup who are bright spots. You know, DJ LeMayhew, day in and day out, puts up good at bats. Clint Frazier has been fantastic. Uh, he's never going down, in my eyes, he's never going down to the minors again. He is up to stay. Uh, even, you know, even Voight, even though his struggles lately and the error last night, he's been, he's been fine. So there are guys in the lineup that at least you can say, okay, even though the lineup has been bad, those have been bright spots. Right now, I don't think you can find a guy in the bullpen that you'd say, you know what, I feel con- I need I need three outs, go to this guy. I don't think that guy exists right now. Uh, let's go to Daniel in Westchester. Daniel, you're next up, ESPN New York. Hey, Gordon, how you doing? I'm good, man. Well, I'm not, but good, I'll good. just say I am. Well, yeah, I know, I, I know how you feel. It's good to talk to the trivia champ across all platforms. Thank you, my friend. Finally able to get in. Um, my, my point is, is last year we had the same injuries, and yet we still, the Yankees still had a great year with all these guys coming up, filling in. Did those guys just have career years last year? Is Talkman really that good? Is Gio that good? I mean, no one wanted Gio, and he had his career year last year offensively. Is he just not that good? You know, I always say you are what the back of your baseball card says you are. And I, I just don't think this team is is built for the injuries. They just all had career years last year. Um, and I just I want to know your thoughts on that. You know, I kind of brought this up yesterday, Daniel, and thanks for the call. Uh, you know, maybe they over I, – I don't know that this is true. I, I think you'd have to probably dive deeper into the numbers. But what you see is even guys who are – you know, last year it was next man up, and that's how they were able to withstand the injuries. And obviously this year 
the next man up has has not been able to perform, be it Tockman, be it Ford, be it whoever. You know, I think that there were some guys last year who may have benefited from the juice ball because you just look at some of the slugging percentage numbers. You know, everybody will focus on batting averages, but teams don't really – that's not that's not really the be all end all that it used to be as we were kids growing up. We've kind of uh, learned more about you know what stats are actually important and on base percentage and slugging percentage. OPS is a far better indicator of who's a good hitter, who's not a good hitter, and who's you know taking advantage of things at the plate and who's not. So you just take a look. You know, Talkman his batting average doesn't look that bad, and he is still getting on base a fairly good rate. But the slugging percentage is in the 300s. That's just, I mean, that's a completely different player than he was last year. Brett Gardner is another one. who He had a bunch of home runs last year. This year, doing nothing. Um, Ford is another guy. So I, I wonder if, you know, some of this next man up stuff last year was just the result of a juiced ball because you look at the slugging percentages on a lot of guys on the team who were big parts of the team last year, there's no, they're nowhere even close to what they were doing last year, and it does certainly seem like they were flashes in the pan, especially Talkman. Talkman seemed like a guy, an undervalued guy that the Yankees identify because he hit the ball hard. And this year, he, I mean, last year he was slugging, I think, 550, and this year he's slugging in the 300s. So he's been a completely different player. A couple of things. Obviously, we're taking you up until 6 o'clock, which is quickly approaching. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming up at the top of the hour. But big day for Jet fans today. Lots of Jet players, coaches on the station. I can tell you right now, let me be the first to inform you. DiPietro, Canty, and Rothenberg start 855. They will have Marcus May and Jamison Crowder. 11 o'clock, obviously, it's Barton Hahn. Among their guests, Livion Bell, who always, I mean, it seems like he's always saying something. So, obviously, tune into Barton Hahn starting at 11. And uh, then the Michael K. Show, they will have both Joe Douglas and Sam Darnold. So, lots of Jet stuff today. And I'm guessing that at least a couple of questions to the players, to the coaches, will be, why did the Yankees suck so bad? And how did this happen? 2020 has thrown us a lot of curveballs, but one that we did not expect is that the Yankees are awful. And last night, just to kind of recap, they opened a big series against the second-place Blue Jays. Third-place Yankees, second-place Blue Jays. Big game, big series. And, you know, that's the beauty of baseball, that even as bad as things have been, even as bad as the Yankees have been playing, baseball's every day. So you get a fresh start every single day. You get a chance to turn the page and write a new story. And lately... The Yankee story is like something authored by Stephen King. And that's really the perfect author because Stephen King, not only is it horror, but it usually starts good and then the ending sucks. And last night, the ending for the Yankees sucked. And it wasn't even the ending. It was the sixth inning. It wasn't the ninth. It wasn't the eighth. The sixth inning is where things fell apart. Even in a game where the offense actually showed up, even in a game where the offense actually scored some runs, And the offense has been the primary problem for the Yankees this year. But not too far behind has been the bullpen. Blown leads, nobody to count on. And last night it was the duo of Chad Green getting it started and then Adam Adovino basically setting the whole thing on fire. Because Adovino came in, gave up six runs, and did not record an out. In the last 107 years since earned runs became a stat Adam Adovino is only the fifth Yankee to give up six runs and not record an out. His ERA went from three and a half to almost eight. 
So our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is how much of this blame do you think is going to fall on Aaron Boone if the Yankees continue like this, if they continue to not make the playoffs, continue to lose games, and possibly finish below 500 for the first time since 1992? So I gave you a bunch of options. To me, if you're going to point fingers and you're going to have a list, and there's a long list, there's a long list of people you can point fingers at, the first person to me is it's on Brian Cashman. This is a Brian Cashman production. And you can blame it being a strange season. You can blame it on the injuries. You can blame it on this thing or that thing. But at the end of the day, it's either perform or get the blame. And the Yankees have had more than enough reason, more than enough excuses thrown out there. Perfect example. Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo. I haven't seen them complain about this thing or that thing. They're winning games. And the Yankees are not right now. So please vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. Hopefully the Yankees can win a game here before too long, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.